This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. Oh my gosh, I have been waiting an entire week to find out how Kevin is going to run our first race. Apparently the first stage of a race that we're doing, Kevin, is that what's going on? That's right. You guys are on the planet of Akaton, the red planet, barren wasteland, and you have three rival teams uh, set up, ready to go with their own custom vehicles, their own sponsors, their own fans, their own weapons. And uh, last time on Critical Hit, you guys had gotten just to the starting line and uh, the the announcers were just about to tell you that this was the time to uh kickstart your engines and go and uh the the tension was thick and you were about to start going forth on your first race on drifters oh let's do this so you uh have revved your engines the announcers say you know on your market set go and you are able to tear off into your first race so uh for some mechanics First of all, on the camera that we have, um, I'm going to outline which vehicle is which so that you can track yourselves. Uh, this, this large kind of blocky, bulky vehicle off to the left is uh, the Basilisk, uh, Team Rust Dragon's big rig. It's super armored, heavily armed, the works. This little tiny 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 one here that's yellow this is you guys this uh is the uh sand skank um you are just much 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 smaller than uh actually you're the smallest vehicle out here though the tripod is a, a a weird size um so this is you guys if you ever have difficulty tracking it let me know this uh, red vehicle here, it, we're going to say, is the Tripod of Doom uh, with Talos and uh, Halicon and uh, their Trox friend, whose name I can't remember. Um, and this uh, super creepy, um, long, spiny vehicle off to the side, uh, the right side here, is the Colonizer uh, with the Formians. Um, so, this little green area here is the starting line. Um, 
we are going to proceed forward along this racetrack, which I will describe to you as we go. Um, there will be various things you can encounter along the way. Uh, and we'll what we're eventually going to do is flip directions on the map and go down a different uh, path. Um, but someone needs to be responsible for uh, the sand skank itself. That is to say, tracking its hit points because it is it has it's a vehicle. It has its own armor class, its own hit points, a hardness, stuff like that. So someone needs to be responsible for that. Who is going to volunteer? Thank you. Or be I would tend to volunteer Stephen as the pilot, but I could also yeah, do it. I can. If... I can do it. Okay. Uh, so Stephen, pull that up. So um, when it says speed five, what it means is that you move five squares. Sure. Now, for the purpose of this, I've abstracted away measures of distance. We're not talking about feet. We're not talking about meters. We're just talking about squares of distance because this is how much map space we have to work with and it doesn't really matter um what matters most in this which is you know fundamentally a race is relative speed and distance not the absolute distance of the track so your speed is five other things might have higher or lower speed uh when it says full eight what it means is um your initial speed and you're just like I hate to say walking around speed, but your, your base speed is five. But if you rev up, which is an action you'll be able to take, you can get up to a speed of eight. Okay. Um, other things on there are the, you know, hit points, uh, hardness, hardness basically subtracts from all the damage you're being dealt. So let's say I dealt you uh, nine damage. What's your vehicle's hardness? Five. So you, the vehicle would only take four damage. Okay. Nine minus five is four. Um, it has a KAC, KAC and an EAC, just like a person. Um, it has collision damage, which means you can collide with other uh, vehicles. And we can get to that um, because that is certainly relevant. Um, if you successfully slam into another vehicle, uh, that is the damage they take. And your vehicle takes half as much. Mm. So whatever you roll, you take half of it, and the vehicle you collide with takes that much. Uh, there are a few modifiers uh, listed, basically about about modifiers to you, whoever the pilot, which I assume will be Bob, uh, whatever uh, your piling check is. So it's uh, got a, a base piloting modifier of mm -hmm. zero. Mm-hmm. Minus two if you're going at full speed because it's difficult to control something when you're just slamming uh, the gas to the, the floor. Um, but this is a vehicle that's designed for off-roading. So um, this first drag is very much on the road. Uh, so that doesn't apply here, but it may apply in future phases. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Uh, the modifications... Uh, honestly, that was just a way for me to keep track. It has some light armor. It is an off-roading vehicle. And then the weapons. So the weapons, again, those are currently sealed. So just don't worry about them right now. But they will be available shortly. Um, people who are uh, you know, frequent viewers of the show know that you need to enable your weapons during the race uh, by hitting a weapons-free upgrade. That's something in the middle of the track or something we have to roll over, or is that a 
actual Switch that's, app? Yeah, it's like a it's a big question so it's, mark. It's a big and then you get like a card red shell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, this is not not inspired by Mario Kart. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, notice he said it's not not Sweet. inspired, which means it is inspired. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now I, I'm not of the inclination to tell people what they can and can't do. Um, I'm more along uh, like my my belief is. You know, you come up with an idea, you express it to me, and I'll see how it can work in game. Um, but I do think, you know, since this is your first time, you should be familiar with a few of the basics that uh, you're aware that other people have done on previous shows. Um, you know, uh, Vangi and Hecubino have been talking your guys' ears off about the different strategies behind these things and so forth. So, within the sand skink. There are a number of different kind of roles that people can fulfill. These are flexible. You can change them at any time. It's not, it's not set in stone or anything like that. It's just defining kind of some sets of actions that you're able to take. So first of all, you can always take whatever action your, your character could take like mind thrust or something like that. That's fine. Um, you can also make stiff stuff up. That's, that's not a problem by me. But here are some other things that you're able to do. So first of all, there's there's driving the actual buggy itself. So only one person can be the driver at a time. And those are going to be defined by piloting checks, largely. Um, the driver is responsible for, you know, like if, if you guys want to ram another vehicle or how fast you want to go or avoiding obstacles. That's all the job of the pilot slash driver. Uh, you have a comms terminal. The comms terminal is super important uh, because the comms terminal is your interaction to uh, the other teams and the outside world. Uh, so this is basically a way for you guys to make social checks, either to build up yourselves and build up, like, for instance, your brand or your sponsor or hype up your fans, anything like that. Or you can also uh, taunt other teams because this is your way of communicating to them. Um, there's also a scanner that's been built into the new computer terminals that were added to the buggy. Uh, the scanner get, lets you gain information about your surrounding area in a variety of different ways, depending on exactly what you're trying to, to scan. Um, but, you know, since this is completely unknown, this is your way of gaining information. Then um, once weapons are, are available, of course, there's weapon systems that you could use. You can still use your personal weapons, but vehicle weapons, think of like a spectrum between a, a person shooting a gun and, you know, a battleship firing a whatever kind of weapons battleships use. I don't even know what they're called. Bigger guns. Yeah, much, much bigger guns. These are those guns that can only be mounted on, you know, vehicles. So they do substantial substantially more damage than personal weapons and just like your vehicle has a hardness you can probably expect other vehicles have hardnesses so personal weapons might not be that great whereas vehicle weapons might do have more of a punch um and you can also try to repair your vehicle uh so that would come when um when the vehicle has taken substantial damage uh and you have a repair kit and that's going to be a more manual process so 
those are just some outlines of things you can do at a high level without saying that there's things you can't do. Are you guys ready? Ready. Let's go. All right. Roll initiative. Initiatize. (laughs) By the way, for initiative, I'm aggregating the other teams as having one initiative, and I'm just going to resolve everything they do all at once, and you guys don't need to worry about it, but that's what's going to happen. But you guys all get to act independently. Wow, two nat ones on initiative. I got a nat 20, so it evens out. Uh, Not yet. (laughs) Well, Sam just thinks her role counts twice as much. I mean... I mean... I mean, I I guess it's possible that uh, the NPCs are going faster than me, but a nat 20 with a plus 10 mod at level 3 is uh, basically an auto-go first, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that's pretty good. So let's see here. Amu, you're at seven. And Greg's at 13. Well, there is just no doubt about it. Uh, Vangi, you're going to be going first. Um, <laughs> by the way, the, uh, the vehicle is going to move on the pilot's turn. Yay, yeah. so we get to move last almost. We'll see. Uh, We'll say <laughs> you may not be the pilot by that point. <laughs> Somebody grab the wheel. Hit the oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, that's a, that's a fair point. Other people can grab the wheel, but even if you try to, you can't have multiple pilots move the vehicle in a given round. That's yeah, that's okay. The, the, the thing about things being round based too, is that, uh, I mean, it might get in the way of other things that me that we're trying to do to have us move last but generally speaking it's not going to matter agreed all right so um vangi one thing you can notice in the distance is a uh, little holographic image uh on this uh this uh, wasteland. Oh by the way actually I, I guess I didn't describe the the starting line which is um Relevant for you guys kicking things off. Uh, so there's there's fanfare coming from the uh, gathered uh, spectators, all kept a, a fairly safe distance away from the vehicles and crews, but screaming and shouting for your victory and or explosive death. The crowd has many red-skinned humans, as well as Yosoki and a variety of other species present as well. There are a dozen of camera bot, a dozen camera bots flying over, getting shots from every uh, possible angle, and providing extra bright lighting. Uh, there's um, some, like I mentioned before, a literal line in the sand. It's made of some ultra dense black powder that doesn't move at all in the uh, relatively high wind. Um, so the initial racetrack is about 50 meters wide. Uh, with giant slabs of quick-fused concrete, 10 meters high and the same in thickness, uh, serving as the barriers to the track. Uh, this goes on for a couple of kilometers. Uh, then you see a mountain range uh, with the enormous plateaus and sharp drops that form uh, the Adaya the Rift and the canyons in between. Uh, it looks like this track ends at the bottom of those canyons, with a few possible entry points um, to, to get into them. So, 
Uh, along the track, Vangi, you spot these three glowing hot or four glowing holograms, and uh, they are uh, green ephemeral humanoids holding massive blasters of some sort um, that are bi- uh, like as big as as big as they are. Like they're they're either impossibly strong or these things are impossibly light or they're just holograms and doesn't have to obey physics. And uh, they turn and pull the trigger and let loose an effusion of emerald energy. Um, and you recognize those for sure as the weapons-free upgrades. Hitting one of those, that is say going over top of one of those, uh, will enable your weapon systems. Um, so... Yeah, I think what is going to happen just for the start of this round is um, she is going to like look around and look at um, Bob, who I assume is like it's his first time and he's got a little jitters and is kind of frozen. And she's like, uh, just like, be ready to swap back and just jumps, like shoves him out of the uh, driver's seat and like jumps into it and hits the gas heading towards one of those weapon freeze. Awesome. Are you trying to accelerate? So you'll naturally move your speed, which is five. Are you trying to get up to full speed? Oh, uh, how far away is the weapon free? Well, after you've moved your speed, then mm-hmm. a weapon free is still going to be um, five squares away from you. The, that's the closest one. But there's a few out there. Um, it, the question is just, you know, you get to move as part of your action of, uh, of piloting. Um, mm-hmm. But you could do something else. You can try to either increase your speed or try to, you know, if, have some sort of evasive maneuvers to block against uh, future attacks. It's up to you what you do. Yeah, I'm just going to try to get towards the weapons as fast as possible. So whatever I can do to ramp up my speed, I will do that. You're hitting the gas? Yeah. Okay. That's an automatically successful piloting check. So you uh, move an extra three squares. Uh, and uh, that's it for Vangi. The next up is the tripod. Uh, helmed by... Talos and your uh, fellow uh, audition rejects, and it's going to start picking its way across. Four, five, six, seven, eight. It's going to join you up here. Um, as uh, Halicon, the extremely competent Sheeran, uh, uh, accelerates the vehicle to match pace with you guys and um kex the trox solarian will uh start poking away at uh various facilities in the bridge and from uh the body the minaret body of the tripod emerge a few uh silver tentacle uh, coils that come reaching out and they are actually not reaching out for the vehicle. These are making attacks against individual people. Um, specifically we're going to target, Oh, let's say Hecubino. Hmm. Okay. Hecubino. What is your KAC? 
It is 15. Okay. Now, one good thing is everyone inside the vehicle gets plus two to both their EAC and KAC because it provides you some degree of cover. So effectively, your KAC will be 17. Does it, uh, does it help saves at all? It gives you a plus one bonus to your reflex saves if you're okay. forced to make one. Okay. Um, and as a direct result of that cover, uh, this tentacle fails to latch onto you. I, I have a 15 exactly on the die. Uh, so um, when it, it spirals out towards you, you can see it's basically got at the end of it a, a weird clamping device. And it's got something in that clamp that looks like a cap of some sort, like a metal cap that's supposed to go on top of your head. Oh. But it misses. Yeah, I hide behind Amushel. Uh, at that, you also hear Talos going over the uh, the comm system, bragging about how Team Brainpower uh, has uh, more capacity on its three members than all six of you have put together. Um, so this is starting to build their popularity. Um, they are basically uh, bragging about themselves. And they're kind of taunting you at the same time, but mostly they're saying we're the most brilliant team uh, out here and we're going to win. So their popularity is beginning to increase. As their popularity increases, they seem to be getting some sort of boost from the systems that are built in. Um, so uh, as a result of that, um, they have a little bit more speed granted to them because right now uh team brain power because they're the only ones that have reached out to the fans right now they're the most popular team and you can see um from some of the mods they're put on little extra armor plates go over the minaret and their legs take a few extra steps and they get to this first green weapons upgrade before you guys do oh okay we, uh, we, we love our fans. Our fans are the greatest, don't you think, Hecubino? I slap him and say, wait for your turn. Did check. No. Yeah, we'll get to that. All right. So the next up is the colonizer. The colonizer moves very, very quickly. Its base speed is actually faster than uh, either uh, the Sand Skinks or the Tripod of Dooms. And it's going to accelerate as well um, to try to catch up a bit. And then it starts activating its hive mind uh, connections. So they are both, they're really aggressively pitching hive mind on all of the networks. And they're asking for their social networks to pitch in to uh, them. So they're now gaining in some popularity as well. Um, they've not overtaken uh the team brain power and the tripod of doom. Um, but they are definitely the second most popular. So they get a slight increase in speed. Um, and uh, they're reaching out to their hive mind to gain some sponsorship benefits. So you can see those runic circuits start flickering all around the vehicle. That is going to bring up Quentin. Hmm. Okay. So the tripod of doom taunted us, got more 
popular and thus got more powerful? That's right. Quentin grabs the comm and Quentin responds to their 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 uh, broadcast by saying, Team Brain Power has stolen our gimmick and is made entirely of rejects. No wonder we all smell synthahol and regret. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Team Brain Power, more like Team Lane Power. Agreed. <laughs> oh, oh man. All right. Why don't you make an intimidate check? Ooh, am I good at those? Nope. <laughs> Let's find <laughs> out. I'm a little circle robot and I got a 13. All right. Um, so you, you deliver that, but it, it just doesn't, it seems like a, like a 13 year old trying to scare you. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something off pitch about uh, your delivery and <laughs> um, they, they're just not uh, intimidated, and unfortunately, the fans aren't responding. So, um, uh, th- you did not successfully taunt another team. Can I use my Infosphere integration? Uh, well, I would allow that if there was. So, you have a comms unit, so basically, you're connected to the Infosphere already. Right. So that's so you could use your own Infosphere integration, and that's fine. But I don't think that's yeah. going to affect the outcome. The chosen skill becomes a class skill and gains skill focus as a bonus feat to any wisdom, intelligence, or charisma-based skill. Well, what's like already be factored into your role, right? Would it? Okay. Yeah. Well, fooey. Oh, did Uh, I say 13? I meant 26. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so that's it for Quentin? Is it? Yeah, what type of action is that? That'd be a standard action. Okay. Do I have any other actions left? I mean, so you have move and um, uh, swift, but like I don't think there's anything you can really do with those uh, while you're aboard the vehicle. Um, you may have opportunities to use them later, but in general, right now, while we're in this kind of vehicle-scale combat, your standard action is going to be the, the most relevant. I should have bluffed. They just call it action-action. I definitely should have bluffed. Next time. Well, um, so taunting your adversaries is typically going to be an intimidate check, whereas bragging about yourself could be a bluff or a diplomacy check, depending on the circumstances. So, yeah, next time around, play the uh, heartfelt compilation that you've been editing together. <laughs> All right, Skritic, you're up. Mm. <laughs> Any suggestions here? Not sure what. Uh, yeah, I mean, get damn. on the comms and get some information about the track. Hopefully, that's mm-hmm. something uh, you yeah, got maybe you ranks could, in, like, like survival. Yeah, or if you got perception, perception or survival, or yeah, your survival is bonkers. So on the scanners. Yeah, yeah, the that. scanners. Yeah, that's run the scanners. Sure. Yeah, yeah, on the scanners. What are you trying to assess? Probably uh, any uh, hazardous terrain or anything we need to avoid. All right, I will let you choose between a perception check and a survival check. They will reveal slightly different information. Okay. I'll go with survival. Okay. And uh, result of 25. Great. That's uh, quite good. So um, this straightaway that you're on, 
it's all fine. I mean, it's basically level uh, and fairly well paved. Not not exactly paved, but clear. Um, so nothing special about this. But those canyons that are up ahead, you can see um, that uh, there are there's several different ways into uh, the canyons, and within them, you can already start to make out some details based off of the scan results and your own familiarity with it. Um, these are called the rift spires. So the rift spires have canyon walls that are are part of the Adayo Rift. You're, you're not getting through those. Those are huge. Um, but within the canyon, there's tons of towering uh, pillars of rock that stretch the sky that are precariously balanced. And within that area, um, you're going to have to make a lot of quick turns or collide into these pillars. And those pillars could also rain down upon you. Might be able to use that to our advantage. I'll uh, basically uh, relay that information and uh, yeah, basically let them know that uh, whoever's going to be piloting at the time to be ready for some uh, quick uh, responses needed. All right. So that's going to bring up Amu. Oh, boy. Yeah, big gaps in the initiative. <laughs> Can I go ahead and use uh, physical science oh, to scan oh, oh, up? Wait. Uh, no, okay, Quentin already went. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Alma. Okay. Uh, physical science to scan up ahead for things we can potentially, uh, things that we might need to avoid or can potentially turn or run the others into? Absolutely. So there's a few different checks you could make. You could make, um, if you're looking for geography, uh, then I would say that that's a physical science check. Okay. That's a 27. Ooh, nice. Okay, so um, with that, I will give you the details. So again, on this straightaway, not really. Um, you notice a few electromagnetic disturbances, um, including around where these weapons-free uh, icons are glowing. Uh, and there's a few more ahead. There's actually five more ahead that you have plotted out. But... When you get into the rift spires, you can tell uh, a couple of things. First of all, the the pillars are frequent enough um, that the pilot is going to be under basically a constant uh, torrent uh, of twists and turns. That is, they're going to have to make a piloting check at the end of their turn, every turn, or collide with something. Um, so it's it's going to be tough. You also can tell from your geography check that if you're moving really fast through this canyon, those checks are going to be harder. Um, so if you're at full speed when you emerge into there, you're going to be taking a penalty. Uh, lastly, you can tell that these spires are really precariously balanced and could probably be targeted with weapons to blow them up and cause them to collapse on top of other vehicles. So we can blow up the pillars to collapse them? Absolutely. All right. Uh, start You're not there yet, thing. though. You still got a ways yeah. to go. Uh, I'm going to point out what I see and start working on a concoction to uh, help Bob's skills level out. All right. And that's going to bring up the basilisk. 
So it's a bit slower than you guys, uh, but it does pick up pace, and it does not have its weapons free yet. Uh, so it's going to try to build up itself in popularity. It's currently sitting in third place, uh, which means you guys are in last because no one has made an effort of reaching out to your fan base at all. Um, so it's it's not doing great, but it's doing better than you. You can even feel, uh, Bob, the the engine starting to give you less power um, from the the same amount of uh, you know force on the gas pedal and stuff like that. It's starting to cut out. Well, Bob got shoved into the probably the center bucket by Vangi. Yeah, that's fair. Because I took the that's piloting fair. check. Uh, well, then actually, Bob, you're up. Okay, uh, I think I, I think I can do this, uh, Vangi. If you want me to take over. Yep, she'll like try to squeeze out of the way. I'll just we'll do one of those things where I go up and she goes under, and I'll slide in, slam my foot onto the. Uh, onto the gas, hoping that we can take it up to full speed. And at the same time, I'm going to look for a patch of, of any kind of dust or sand or something uh, on the track in front of us. I know it's pretty clean, but this is a dusty planet. I'm sure there's a, a pile of dust I could drive through and throw up some dust on one of the teams behind us if we can get in front of somebody using Absolute. my piloting skills. So you are ahead of Team Ross Dragon. In fact, they're right behind you. Oh, well, so that's we'll totally something do that. you can do. Yeah, let's Why do don't that. You, uh, why don't you go ahead and make a piloting check? All right. Oh, ho, ho, ho. A 30. Nice. 30. That's a, that's a heck of a check. I like it. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're able to, as your reaction, which, by the way, people only get one reaction per round, and switching who the pilot is, I'm going to say that's a reaction. Okay, fair enough. Um, so it's basically like taking the wheel. Uh, but you take the wheel, and with it, you do a hard pivot, and it's a it's a pretty gutsy move, but it spews up a bunch of dust, and you forgot this place has very low gravity. So when the the dust spews up, it just comes up in this huge cloud, and it takes forever to dissipate. And um, they're momentarily uh, you know blinded by this, and so they're going to take a penalty uh, on their next uh, piloting check. And their speed is going to be reduced as a result of you basically creating an obstacle for them. Okay. So nice. hopefully, hopefully in that in that speed, I'm able to also hit one of those um, uh, hologram weapon units. Ah, uh, so that's one of the things I mentioned before. So, like I, regardless of what how many pilots you have in a round, this is still the first round. Oh, okay. So okay. You, you guys can't move twice. Okay. Got um, it. Got it. Got it. Yep. So uh, now we get to Hecubino. Okay. Um, am I uh, within range? If it says uh, 25 feet plus 5 feet per two levels, can we just consider that five squares? Uh, or... You are cert- you're within range. I will, I'm going to say you're within range of everyone but the colonizer. The colonizer is sure. outside of your range. But you were within range of the Tripod of Doom and the Basilisk. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm going to kind of climb up on the seat. Uh, Presumably this thing has like some like bars right across the top. Absolutely. Um, In fact, there are little uh, clip-on carabiners with those, you know, tethers uh, to it, if you wish. 
yeah, I'll I'll grab onto something as I basically stand up on the seat, and then I'll put uh, two fingers to my forehead and try to use command on the uh, pilot of the tripod of doom. Ah, you're commanding Halicon, uh, the ultra-competent allergenic Sheeran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what are you commanding her? Uh, I believe I have five options. One, two, three, four, five options. So I think the best one is Halt, which is going to daze her for one round. So hopefully that will... I mean, will that help? It certainly could. They are only a three-person team, so now someone else could try to take over piloting, but who knows how good a pilot they are. Right, and that's... Yeah, I, I just don't remember off the top of my head what Daze does in this uh, system. So Daze in Starfinder... I'm just looking it up. Yeah, unable to take actions, so they would not be able to pilot. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, so my... Uh, this is a save, and my DC, I want to say, is 16 for first-level spells. All right. Ooh. So, um, when you send this mental blast of energy to, to Daze, uh, the the Sheeran pilot of the Tripod of Doom, uh, what is what are you trying to either overwhelm her with, or image, or what, what how does this manifest? Um... It definitely, uh, on from her point of view, she's presumably has, um, you know, uh, some sort of piloting mechanism plus like screens in front of her, and just horrendously, each of those screens will like physically morph into my face, and so will the um, uh, the steering, whatever steering system it uses, and they'll just like ask her. Uh, questions that are like weirdly off-putting like did you have did you have your shots today like what are you what are you like did you remember to eat Ah! breakfast like just the sort of stuff that like her parents would ask her you know no one's ever asked hecubino his last name but it is cronenberg (laughs) nice (laughs) all right uh you are successful at dazing halicon the pilot of uh team brain power all right so that's going to bring us back around to the top with Vangi. You're no longer in the pilot seat, but you don't have weapons free either. What do you do? Uh, so, well, it's going to move. Oh, right, because I can't make the mm-hmm. piloting check. Mm. Um, so she'll um, like twitch a little nervously, looking towards the um, uh, weapons, and then just. Um, look over to the um is it the assimilator colonizer 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 and then uh like you know puff herself up and be like colonizer we're gonna squish you like the bugs you are and i will attempt to make an intimidate check nice go for it uh 17 all right so you are successful so there's a couple of things you can do with a successful uh, taunt of your adversary. You could. Um, are you trying to um, lower their popularity? Are you trying to get them to veer closer to you, or are you trying to impose some sort of penalty on their pilot or gunner? Um, I'd like to uh, lower popularity. All right. Uh, so 
they were pretty, they were fairly popular before, um, but now less so. You can watch, by the way, in, in the comms panel, there are a variety of uh, social media metrics and traffic metrics. Unfortunately, since none of you guys have even tried, you guys are still at the bottom. Sure. Okay, so after Vangi, now Vangi did pull back uh, Team Hivemind, though, so that's not bad. Uh, after Team Hivemind, or excuse me, after Vangi is the tripod. So the tripod is going pretty fast right now because it uh, is the most popular team out there, and uh, it already has its weapons free. Hmm. So I think it's going to veer right. By the way, um, a note about movement. Since we're driving vehicles, you must always move forward. You cannot move backwards, and you cannot move strictly side to side. You can move diagonally as much as you want, but you must always be moving forward. Anyway. So does uh, does the pilot being dazed have an effect on that? Oh, thank you for the immediate reminder. So the pilot is dazed, and that's going to throw them into disarray because neither the Trox nor the Contemplative has a lot of piloting. Uh, Talos is convinced of his own abilities, though, so he's going to take the helm, but does not go well, and we're going to reduce them to half speed um, as they... Uh, struggle to regain their pot. So they're they're going to move ahead, but not nearly as fast as they should have. And I'm going to it also steals basically an action from them. Uh, so they stagger ahead wildly, looking like the tripod has uh, had one too many. The colonizer is next, and the colonizer is going to run right over this weapons upgrade. Two, three, four, five, six. And it's going to release some acid pods to get in the way of the tripod following it. And then it's going to continue moving. So it it moves quite a good distance. Uh, the tripod is dodging these, these rolling blobs of acid that want to explode when they're nearby. Uh, but that's not your problem, Quentin. Quentin, so tell me something. Yeah, tell me something. I wanted good. to do something to try and engage our fans, but also something that I'm really good at. Would that be like a diplomacy thing? Could I be like, hey, I like uh, Hecubino's idea of airing the quick clips of the team with the music and the team lizard brain. Dun, 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 dun. You know, just Absolutely. something to pump up the fans. Is that, yes. is that diplomacy? Yeah, that would be diplomacy. You're just pumping up your fans. You're not saying anything that isn't true. You're just trying to excite them. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that's diplomacy through and through. Yep, and each one of us is going to have something cool because Vangie's going to be on screen and she's going to be like, and it's going to go whoosh, power. And Hecubino is going to be on screen and just like, whoosh, brains. And Bob's going to be on screen and it's going to be like, whoosh, totally human, you guys. Whoosh. And Skritic is going to be on screen and it's like, whoosh, tougher than dirt. And then... Abu's going to be on screen, and it's just going to be four question marks. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be uh, 17, which I hope is a success. 17 is a success. Yeah. Um, 
Yay! You have engaged the fans. You are no longer the least popular <laughs> team. Um, you're actually tied with uh, both oh. Team Rust Dragon and Team Hivemind now that uh, they were taunted. Um, but you're still behind Team Brainpower, unfortunately. Oh, I hate Team Brainpower. Um, but you have built up some bit of engagement, some fan base. You're getting your your names and images out there. Uh, you know, this is this is the time when you have the most eyes and other optical organs on this. So it, it's really good that you started that engagement. Scritic. Trying to decide what I want to do here. Uh, can I continue to uh, run the scans, trying to uh, plot like the most effective course through the cannon canyon to uh yeah basically well you're kind of far away from the canyon so you've you've assessed True. some things about its geography i don't know that you could plot a course from here just okay. the the uh the other vehicle is like in a cloud of dust you should sneak attack it right <laughs> i mean if that's a thing i can do sure it's called trick attack trick yeah. oh right sorry <laughs> but we don't have weapons right no, I mean, he has, he has a weapon. But it wouldn't work well, yeah. Can he ready the weapons? I mean, it, obviously that's something that needs to be done, right? If we want to attack with our weapons. Are you re- taking an action to uh, to ready an Aim. attack if it's something you wish to do? Sure. Um, what's, I mean, what skills do you have? I bet like you could probably... Do you have any social skills you could use to keep up with the momentum? Not a whole lot now. Lives in a dirt hovel. Does not seem like you're. Uh... I mean, look, he's a operative. I just assume that he has every single skill maxed. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do, but. <laughs> yeah, well, really there doesn't really seem to be a penalty to failing, other than you know you waste an yeah, action. I mean, you can make a perception check of some sort. I'm guessing that's pretty good for you to like. I don't know. Look out for well, weaknesses. Appreciate everyone suggestions but brian what do you want to do (laughs) perception check is pretty good i mean can i uh basically scope out all of our competition and see where like the most immediate threat is and try to provide uh basically a heads up on how to avoid absolutely so are you looking ahead or behind because the most immediate threat is team rust dragon they're like right on top of you but the other two ships are ahead or the vehicles are ahead. I assume I'd kind of be looking behind, largely because that's probably where the pilot's not attention's not going to be. Sounds good. Why don't you make a perception check for me? All right. Perception. 22? Yep, that's good enough to tell you a couple things. So um, you can make out uh, a few a few details about this vehicle. Um, do you want to know things about its armor class, its speed, its hit points and hardness, or like its weapons? I think it's weapons. Uh, okay, so um, this uh, vehicle has distinct weapons in different uh, arcs of fire. You know, you guys actually do as well. By the way, a turret-mounted weapon means its arc doesn't care. It, it can move in any direction. I'm using the same kind of rules that ships have for weapons for vehicles. So a turret mount can fire in any direction, but like something that's mounted on the rear can only fire in the arc behind you. 
Anyway, this weapon has uh, this uh, vehicle has distinct weapon mounts. It's got a, an enormous cryo cannon mounted inside that dragon mouth. That means it's going to blast a breath weapon of cold, basically. Um, so cold damage, possibly creating some sort of barrier, possibly reducing speed. On the sides, it has a, an array of shrapnel launchers, um, basically blasting uh, lots of of small pieces of metal all over the place, dealing piercing and slashing damage to anything nearby. And then on the rear, it has this whole system where those barrels of petrol uh, can roll off and become flaming bombs. Uh, so if it's ever ahead of you, it will be using those. Hmm. I don't know if we can ignite those before they get a chance to use them. From where you guys are located right now, now currently no. the weapons aren't free, so like none of their <laughs> triggers work basically. But yeah. if you are right on the arc of the shrapnel launchers and cryo cannon, it's possible that you could be hit by both. Ooh, yeah. So, <laughs> you think the shrapnel that, launchers uh, might feel like more damage, but the cryo cannon might cause other systems failures. Do I feel like the cryo cannon might have a more limited range? Um they're they're all fairly limited in range. Okay. <laughs> so we can just get our distance from them, then we're pretty good. It has but... the overall like appearance of a tank. Mm, I mean fair. it's a big ring, but thematically it is kind of it's the slowest and it's the most powerful. Mm. All right. Uh, so that's it for Skritic, Amu. Woo! Alright, Amu finishes up mixing the, uh, concoction that they've been working on. Uh, cracks a finger into it, swirls it around, and puts it under Bob. Drink up. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, I'm gonna use a biohack, uh, which is a basic booster. You get plus two enhancement bonus to all skill checks. Nice. That's great. For how long? Oh, yeah. Uh, number of rounds equal to my key ability score modifier, which is wisdom, or not wisdom, is intelligence. So plus three. So three rounds. Uh, what is inside this biohack? Bob doesn't know, but I'm curious. Uh, a couple of uh, various strains of seaweed, uh, some semi artificial lubricants, and a chunk of amu's finger okay does it have any other extraneous side effects that are completely irrelevant from a combat perspective but that bob will experience uh, an <laughs> overwhelming sense of calm oh it's a red bull and kerosene <laughs> rob is a much better person than most people i know if given well, that opportunity, they would. There's have done a sequence of words that I never expected to hear on Critical Hands. <laughs> right? That's right after "Hand me that piano." Uh, well, I basically put Steven's whole, you know, comfortable existence in Rob's coral hands, and he was like, "Yeah, no, feel calm. No, do no harm." All good. right, cool. So after that. It is the Basilisk, which the Basilisk is going to move forward and snag one of the last uh, weapons freeze. And then 
Is that even with their uh, penalty that they had? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Good memory. I thank you for the reminder. No, nope, that's you for the reminder. That's fine. Man, that stinks. <laughs> I mean, for them, they just missed it. Oh, that's heartbreaking. All right. Um, on a separate comms link, uh, Red Iron, the the super grizzled uh, Vanguard guy uh, that you guys met before at the Renegade's Diner, um, will come over to you on a separate line, which you now realize is totally a thing you can do using the comms panel. And it will say, it's against our interests to attack each other. Let's team up on the hive mind and the tripod to start. And um, with that, uh, they let loose a torrent of uh, readied social media attacks um, that that Dawn, their gnome, uh, has readied against... Uh, team lizard brain it's just it's just meme after meme after meme uh make or excuse me not team lizard brain uh team brain power uh so uh against the the tripod team uh talus's team which is currently the most popular so they're basically trying to drag them down to where you guys are and at the end of this uh they will be just as popular as everyone else so no one is ahead no one is behind it's all a tie Talos uh, claims that he loves the fans, but look at this secret footage of him spitting on a picture of your mother. Uh, all right. Uh, after the Team Rust Dragon and the Basilisk go, it is Bob. Okay. So let me ask in, in this, in what we're doing, especially is essentially a skills challenge. Um, can we use the same skills again and again, or do you have rules on that? You can absolutely use the same skills again and again. Um, I'm just going to adjudicate what you're trying to do every time independently. Sure. Okay. So the first question I'm going to ask is uh, to Hecubino, are we going to join up with them, or should I just try to get those uh, that weapons cache right in front of their system, right in front of their, their machine? Mm, yeah, go ahead and swipe it out. Okay. Unless we can get to the other one. I think we can at eight, right? You certainly could get the other weapons free, and it will be difficult for them to get it without having to, like, back up, basically. Ooh, um, we could, yeah, like, that's double was... screw them over. Yeah. Yeah, nope, let's get it. We'll make friends later. Okay, I'm going to pour it on, and I'm just going to swerve right in front of them and grab that weapons cache. Nice. So you swerve in front of them, the weapons free uh, icon pops up and a gl- green energy glows over the um, aforementioned, they're not there, uh, weapons box and it pops open and um, there are two uh, weapons mounted on the sand skink. Uh, one of them is a turret-mounted railgun, meaning there's like a, a little seat in the middle where you could hop in and start firing it in any direction. The other is in those rear uh, seats, uh, a plasma cannon mounted towards the back that can fire from uh, anyone behind you, um, which does uh, you know plasma damage, which is electricity and fire. Um, so, uh. 
you can continue moving on however you wish. Uh, yeah, Where I want to continue moving on using my piloting skills. Why don't you give me a piloting check real quick? All right. 25. Oh, you yeah. The plus Excellent. two that I gave Where you. Oh, you like 27. Sorry. Aha. Oh, nice. All right. So I'm going to move this slightly so that you guys can see the map from a different direction. Um, all right. So this shows you who's behind and who's ahead. So you guys were right here after you swiped the um, weapons free from right in front of uh, Team Rush Dragon, which they're not going to be happy about. And then where would you like? You can move four squares ahead. Do you want to move? Do you want to stay hugging the side or do you want to move off more into the main of the road? So are we aware of these other colored discs that are in front of us or not? Well, you're starting to pick them up on sensors. Okay. Um, Can we get I think I mentioned there were some electromagnetic disturbances yep. when Amu did that check earlier. <laughs> I think I want to kind of move towards the uh, the Formian, uh, Formian uh, ship. Yep. One, two, three, four. So this would get you all the way up there, which is not super close. So this is the Formian ship, the colonizer. Yeah. yeah. And this is the tripod of doom. Okay. Yeah, I think we're okay in case somebody wants to use some weapons on on the on the leaders. So after after uh, Bob pilots you guys forward closer to the tripod and uh, the colonizer, um, there's a bunch of different icons that start appearing on your screen. You can see them just outside your the window uh, visibly, um, and uh, they're they're popping up in the scanners. These are the electromagnetic disturbances that I'd mentioned to uh, to Rob. Uh, earlier when he when he had made the uh, physical science check. So, uh, ahead of you are five other icons apart from uh, the green weapons free that you had uh, seen before. The closest to you is the glowing blue orb rune, the blue, uh, with a strange symbol inside it. An ancient shield like that of a knight from a Dimly remembered legend. Uh, just to the right of that is a set of glowing red eyes above a computer terminal, with the terminal being attacked by tiny axes made of the same light. Off to this left over here is a, a gray vehicle that changes color and disappears into a violet backdrop to the point where you can't make it out anymore and it just looks like purple mountains. So that's this purple one over here. Up ahead is a uh, yellow haze that's constantly shifting, showing shapes within it, but nothing distinct. And then way off to the side, right by the colonizer, uh, is a cylinder narrowing to a point surrounded by shattered plates all in inky black scratches. It looks like a, a bullet shattering something. Well, not just a bullet, a, a huge shell shattering something. Oh. Uh, and that's the uh, the black icon over here. Uh, so those look like upgrades. You guys could run over just like you got the weapons-free upgrade. Cool. Uh, Hecubino, you are up. Okay. Um... You say I could uh, engage the sponsors. What would that get me anything? You can certainly try to, uh, you know, pump up your product. And sponsors have been known 
if you've given uh, product placement that engages people enough to give you uh, boosts. Yeah, I'll tap Quentin and have him basically patch me through and uh, I'll be like, I like kind of do like, you know, when you're like shielding the your face from the sun and be like, ah, oh, so much dust and grit. Luckily, we washed our uh, windshield with space suds. So it's all clear up ahead. Nice. And, and I'd like to do a bluff check. <laughs> that sounds great. Do it. 27. Woo. Perfect. All right. So a little menu pops up um, from your, your Space Suds interface that pops up, which is, uh, you, would you like to go turbo clean? Would you like to have a sud spray? Or would you like so clean it burns? <laughs> burns like hygiene. Oh, Lord. Uh, let's go with a sud spray. All right. So the sud spray... Uh, let's people uh, spray space suds all over the track behind them. Uh, this means that vehicles that are close behind you must make a piloting check or suffer a minor collision, which will reduce their speed and cause them to take damage. So you can't activate that right now, but that is now something that your team can activate. Okay, somebody write it down. Imagine like all an right. oil slick, except it's space suds. Okay. I'm going to asterisk it on the buggy. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to put it down, Stephen, go ahead. And that's going to bring up Vangi. Weapons are free. Sweet. She's got Uh, a lot of different options now. um, So she will um, poke the little commas message back to Team Rustrag and be like, I'd go with the weapons, but I won't turn them on you. And then she will push the railgun towards the um the formians. Ooh, you're gonna start shooting at the the leader of the pack? Yep. Okay. Boom. Uh so uh what this is do gonna be I a standard att- it's gonna be a standard range attack. Cool. Um so you know uh, you're proficient in the weapon, so just you know whatever your your regular ranged attack would be. And you're so using the turret, you said. Yeah, the railgun. Okay. All right. And yep. I, and I Railgun's the only one that could target the uh, the formians for what's worth because it's the only one that could target ahead of you in front. Yep. Yeah, and I've got versatile weapon focus, back. which means that I get to uh, apply weapon focus to this. That's true. You do this random turret mounted railgun that you've never used before. You're ultra proficient in it. Uh, I'm just that good. Uh, I've got a 22. Yeah, that's going to hit. So go ahead and roll damage. All right. What is the damage on this? 4d4 piercing damage. Wait, any, uh, there's no bonus or anything like that? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, then I've got eight. All right. So the and colonizer- just to be clear, my, my, my plus three weapons, the weapon specialization that I have doesn't apply. That will apply. That oh, does okay. apply. So, so then actually add three to that. So 11. Yep. Ouch. Well, that's, uh, it's nice that your weapon specialization applies because, uh, that offsets a good deal of its hardness. Um, so you're, you're blasting this with just like bolts of magnetic energy shooting, uh, projectiles out at it as as fast as possible, um, and the the carapace 
it, you know, it seems to focus a lot of its runic energy at absorbing it, but then you shatter that energy and start just cracking the carapace with uh, blow after blow. So um, you pierce its hardness and deal it a decent amount of damage. It is not yet like a broken vessel or anything like that. Um, you can kind of imagine by looking at your own vehicle's hardness and your own number of hit points, you know, you've done you've done a substantial blow to it, but it's still going. Cool. All right. After that is the Tripod of Doom. So, Halcon is no longer dazed, and uh, they are looking for vengeance, I think. That makes sense. Yeah, so I think they're going to start it. off with a couple of attacks. Um, we're going to have Kex try to lash out with you guys using those tentacles again. And we're going to lash out at... Hmm. Hmm. Who is making themselves super prominent versus who is fading into the background? Or I just blasted some form in, so I feel like I'm pretty prominent. Vangie's um, prominent. Yeah, I'm probably, um, I mean, I do have, like, giant laser banners attached to me. I keep being prominent. Yeah. Steve, uh, Bob? Oh, no, Bob's got his head down, and he's got his wool cap on, so that protects him from everything. <laughs> Keeping a low profile yep. so that he doesn't get a uh, skull clap cap clamped onto him uh okay uh quentin uh quentin is a floating sphere wearing a bisected viking helmet i would say he's relatively prominent prominent <laughs> okay amu uh most of amu is attached to the side of the ship so i'm gonna go with low profile on that we're yeah, again question marks <laughs> <laughs> okay uh and skritic I think largely just because of his size, he's probably uh, pretty well tucked into there and largely just been uh, staring at screens and peeking out. I haven't been doing anything too showy. All right. So well, probably... you came at our pilot, so we're coming back at you. Um, except I say that in my Talos voice. You came at our pilot, so we're coming back at you. And a uh, tentacle lashes out for Bob, despite him being low profile. Mm. It was unlikely, but it happened. And what is he attacking against? Your kinetic armor class. All right. My kinetic armor class. Um, Rob, that thing only did skills, right? Yeah. All right. Let me, uh, kinetic armor class is 14. Oh, plus two for being in the ship, right? So we're in the buggy. So that's 16. Yep. That is true, but that is not good enough. So a... A uh, metal cap, uh, skull cap, um, covers your head and starts drilling itself, just lightly drilling itself, into your uh, skull. And it psychically bonds you to Talos. Ah, I got a hat on a hat. Get it off. Get it off. And then Talos is going to target you with one of his uh mental attacks um so why don't you give me a will save uh 20 all right that is good enough to save for half damage uh which means you are only going to take 
nine psychic damage as ah. Talos smashes your head with images of your own failure, of you just smashing into the walls and other uh, ships crashing into you and blowing you up. All right, so does that come off of stamina or hit points? That'll come off of stamina first. Oh, man, I'm, I'm bloodied as far as stamina goes. Yep. Uh, and then they're going to start clipping ahead. Now, unfortunately, they're back at their regular speed. <sighs> they like the idea of shields. So they're going to go and pick up this blue shields icon and move forward. They then try to go and get the stealth icon, but it doesn't work for them. Mm. Um because they've already picked up an upgrade. Rookies. They should have known better. Should have watched more Rookies. reruns. You hate to see that. All right. Uh, that will bring up the colonizer. The colonizer is going to pick up these armor-piercing rounds. And then... They're already starting to go into the canyon. They are so far ahead. Quentin. Okay. I have a thing on my sheet, and it's a thing that I'd like to try if I can. By the way, um, they uh, just a, a quick update. Mm -hmm. um, the tripod was busy making attacks. Um, the colonizer uh, attempted to release a, a um, new uh, celebrity endorsement live, um, but they released the... Um, for me an ant equivalent of uh, that weird Kevin Spacey ad. So it did not work for them. <laughs> so they are, they are not, they actually are less popular now than they were before. Oh, good. Cause they botched. Wow. Okay. So I have a question. Shoot. Looking at my sheet. It says I have a thing that I can do called the inspiring boost. Where Sounds cool. I, I can signal an ally like, say, Bob, who has taken damage from an attack and help him regain stamina points using this 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 uh, feat power thing that I have. Yeah, that definitely seems like something you could do. How do I do that? Well, what does the power say? It says, signal an ally within 30 feet who has taken damage from an attack made by a significant enemy at any point after your last turn ended. Ally regains stamina points up to their maximum, equal to twice my Envoy level plus Charisma modifier. So what? how much is that? Uh, Envoy level is three, so six. My Charisma modifier is three, so nine. Okay. So it doesn't sound like there's a roll involved, so Bob would just regain nine stamina. Is there anything else that the power says? Mm, not where I'm looking at it. Okay, so how do you inspire Bob? How do you get... So stamina is, you know, hit points are, are damage. Hit points are as Bob got, you know, his shoulder blown off. Um, stamina is more like, oh, man, I narrowly dodged that, but I'm not going to be able to narrowly dodge everything. Um, so how do you inspire Bob? Uh, is there still a drilling helmet on his drilled head? Yes, there is. I would like to slash it away using my blade, and tell him, remind him, that a pint cannot hold a quart. If it holds the pint, it's doing the best it can. <laughs> so uh, you're able to pull the cap off and mm -hmm. 
come in in your little sphere form and whisper that into Bob's ear, but the skullcap reattaches itself quickly. It's going to take uh-huh. an actual check to deliberately remove that, not an incidental benefit of your uh, your um, ability, but you are able to inspire him briefly, uh-huh. even if the inspiration is, what are you talking about, Quentin? I don't understand. <laughs> oh no, it hey. would be it would be. Oh no, I get that. I get that motivational quote, Quentin. Thank you. Perfect. Yep. Good work, Quentin. Robot recognized robot. Skritic, you're up. Weapons <laughs> master. Yeah, is, is there a Shoot till they die. one weapon? Shoot till they die. There Thank are you. two weapons that are vehicle mounted. One is the rail gun that has already been used this round. And much like piloting, I'm not going to let you use the same weapon more than once in a round. Um, but there is a rear mounted weapon. I Bob, think I might uh, use that rear mounted weapon then. Steven, could you uh, tell him what that is? Sure. The rear mountain, uh, mounted weapon is a plasma cannon. It has a, it's a ranged attack versus the EAC, and it does electricity and fire damage. It does not say anything about a range, so I'm guessing it is uh, infinite. Uh, that if you miss, if you shoot it fast enough with this like gravity, it'll actually travel around the planet and smash into one of our lead uh, uh, vehicles. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to assume from no range listed. <laughs> <laughs> also, well, I think it assumes Akaton is like a flat Earth. That's weird, man. <laughs> no, it's a globe. It's going to go all the way around the equator, come it's back and bend. yeah, gravity and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gravity energy. It yeah. works. Light follows the, the parallax of the uh, the quadriceps of the, of, the, of the hydrocephalus. And then as you exit the equivalent periarch. Crazy. We spent too much time it's on critic. this. A bunch of people on board start telling you how this plasma can is supposed to work. It shoots stuff. Point it and pull the trigger. Is there a trigger? Then Okay, that's what I pull. <laughs> Aiming at the big guy behind us, and I just roll a normal attack, or what do I... It's going to be a normal ranged attack yep. for you. Oh, okay. didn't we just... I just told the Basilis we weren't going to attack them. Oh, We are oh, yeah, not a very coordinated team. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as how our very first move was pushing our pilot off the pilot seat. That's legit. That's legit. <laughs> I, I, I this is going to happen. <laughs> I guess I have to look at my equipment there. All right, 16 to the Basilisk. Ooh, let's take a look at the Basilisks. So this is their EAC. So this will be a little bit lower. So it hits. It hits. <laughs> yeah, it hit. Wait, were these guys that we weren't supposed to shoot? So go ahead and roll that plasma damage. 2D10. So 2D10. 13? All right. So you've dinged it up. Now, one thing you notice is that the basilisk is really resilient. Like, they look like they're tougher than uh, the sand skink. It, they're probably tougher than any other vehicle out here. So you did some damage to them, but they might be fine. <laughs> okay. How, how does the crowd react? How does our reputation score get affected by that? So, um, so far... Because you're brand new, people are still forming an opinion about you. You guys, you know, you pitched yourself as ragtag. Ragtag can mean a lot of things. You know, could you have the the honorable uh, motif? Sure. Did this help that motif? 
No. <laughs> so maybe you have the win at any cost because we're, you know, scrappers theme. And that's fine. People are still getting to know you. And so it's going to be their their your reputation score is going to be more influenced by how you spin things than your actions for right now. Okay. Move. That brings it up to you. Uh so you uh you had given a biohack and you're still at the sensor panel. Yeah. Um so it looks like the colonizer is the one that's way out in the lead right now, right? Yep. That's right. Bob also has a thing on his head. <laughs> that's true. Well, it looks mechanical, um, like it would take uh, some sort of engineering check to remove it. Mm. You can make a medicine check for free, not even as an action. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will make a medicine check to see what needs to be done for Bob. Sure. It'll be a 23. Oh, that's not good. It should probably be removed. That's bad. You shouldn't have <laughs> things drilling into your brain. Right. Okay, so engineering like pull it out of there. <laughs> that took a medicine check? Things with a central <laughs> nervous system don't like to have their central nervous system perforated. I said it didn't take an action. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be super helpful. So, Rob, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that Bob should still be super calm. Uh, tell him not to worry and do an engineering check to get this off of his uh, head. Nice. I'm going to go ahead and give you a uh, miscellaneous plus two circumstance bonus because of your proficiency in medicine and having made that medicine check to remove it knowing a little bit more about android uh, biology and uh, how to remove it safely. So go ahead and make that engineering check. Oh boy. That's going to be uh, a nine. Yeah, no. You pull it. You're like, I'm pretty sure if I just, if it, it's like the, the rule of the, the T-Rex, if, if you pull it off slowly, it won't notice, but that's not true. Yeah. Uh, who's an engineer? I am an engineer. Yeah. Bob might be removing that on his own turn. All right. From his own head. All right. Uh, that'll be Amu. <laughs> That makes it the Basilisk. Uh, and over your private comms, uh, Red Iron's like, we had a deal. See if I ever trust you again. Oh, great. We can try to collide with you. Perfect. Oh, he's not going to go for weapons. Interesting. Well, we're going to go to collide with you, yeah. Now, not yeah, having weapons is a huge drawback, but we're still going to collide with you. All right. So, why don't you make a piloting check? Okay, and I can do that. find you are at full speed, uh -huh. and you are not off-roading. Okay. So, so if I, I, I am at full speed or I'm not at full speed? You are at full okay, speed. Okay, so that's a minus two, but I have this plus two uh, mod, so it... Uh, sure, you got biohacked. Bio so, there you go. Everything works itself out, and I end up with a 33 with a nat 20. Ooh, perfect. So it tries to slam into you, and you can easily dodge it. And I will also let you. Um, so, okay, you can see where the two vehicles are. Yes. All right. I will let you slide, which is to say, move in any direction you want, uh, both yourself and uh, the basilisk. How many? Um, how many spaces? One square. One square. 
Just one square. What what do we want? Uh I would set the basilisk back and us forward one, but if you want a different angle, like I guess try to also get us away from each other. So maybe diagonal up one for us and diagonal one back for them. Yep, that that'll work. And then like that? yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sorry. Um, so what so does Bob I, say? Can I can I say something? Absolutely. So this happens. The um, yeah, the basilisk like fly like tries to run us over, and like Bob does something, and when the smoke clears, like Hecubina just like holding on to the like the uh, yeah the bars on top, and he's like, "What just happened?" <laughs> nice. Does Bob have a response? Uh, no, he's he's concentrating uh, both on trying to drive and on this thing that's drilling into his head. But I'll, I'll, Fair enough. All right. I'll, I'll well, attempt to do a fist bump, and 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 the Hecubino doesn't notice, and and we miss. <laughs> Bob, it is your turn. Uh, okay, so if I leave this thing on my head, I'm going to take another nine stamina damage, or it's going to do another attack. You are going to be psychically bonded to Talos, and he will be able to direct his mind powers at your mind, regardless of distance, forever. Mm. Okay. Um, well, I guess I'm. you said I had to do an engineering check to get this off my head? I did. Uh, okay, so how does that screw up our pilot? Because we're still going to move forward, right? You are still moving forward. There's no doubt about that. Um, so you can try to do this, and then all you'll be able to do is make a piloting check to try to be sure you're basically swerving in the right direction. But you will take a penalty to that check. Oh, that's fine. Um, I actually, I mean, your engineering is almost assuredly higher than mine, but I also have it um, for what it's worth. Yeah, but the attack is going to happen. The attack's going to happen right no, away, Bangie's, right? Vanky's going to go before them. It yes. goes Bob, Hecubino, Vangi. Oh, then the tri- oh, okay, okay. So it's not going to happen on my turn. No, right. it happens on, on okay. the Tribot's turn. So my engineering is uh, 10. Oh, yeah, that's much higher than mine. Mine's just a plus four. So I should probably... You have a plus two bonus still. Yeah, and I have a plus two bonus. Yeah, I would say just go for it then, considering the, that should hopefully uh, ignore the penalty. Okay, as I miss the fist bump with uh, Hecubino, I'm just going to reach up to the... Uh, to the little skull cap, and I'm going to attempt to uh, push a little little switch on the side of my head and pop that thing off. All right, go ahead and make an engineering check. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, that'll do it. Nice, good work. And that's a that would be 22 if I've got that plus two yep. skill check. It was not super easy uh, for what it's worth. You you only succeed because of that innate sense of calm. Uh, from the injection, or or not injection, drink Amu gave you. Okay. All right. Uh, so then I'll just fling it off into the uh, off the uh, buggy out into the uh, the landscape. Sounds good. Now, why don't you also make a piloting check? Okay. Now you said this one has a penalty of uh, minus two. I did. Now, so question: I've already used Rob's um, thing three times. Rob, how does that thing work? What does it say? Uh, is it just plus two for three rounds? Oh, three yeah, rounds. So this is only it. my second round. Okay. So it'll yeah. be just a straight up piloting. Uh, well, let's the see. The more skill checks you make, the more benefit you're getting out of it. Yeah. So. Okay. So I'll do piloting minus two plus so it's really, two. Yeah. 
And then minus two again. Plus minus you're two. Moving at, okay. Yep. So this is going to be a 28. Nice. That's still excellent. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you can almost, almost catch up with uh, the colonizer and you have a fair bit of flexibility in your movement. So ahead of you are the purple uh, upgrade, which again was the ship disappearing into purple mountains. Uh, the red upgrade, which was red eyes and axes hacking, <clears throat> hacking <laughs> at computers. Um, and then uh, the yellow upgrade, which was a smoky haze that obscured everything around it. What do you guys want? What was the purple I one again? On That's a uh, we go disappear. Purple looks like, like a stealth one, probably. Yeah, stealth. Purple mountains, majesty. Is that what you guys want? I like that yeah. hacking uh, right. thing because that just sounds like fun. I don't know what it means, I, but the, the thing is, though, our best hacker is also our best engineer and our pilot. Yeah, my so computer. I don't know oh, if fair. it's going to require no, us Amo's to like, got do computers. an action. Oh, Amo's got computers too. Yes. Which are oh, computers? Nine. Oh, I'm at ten, but nine is good. Still so it sounds like computers or stealth. Yeah. It's, Honestly. Uh, in that case, I don't know if it's going to take a skill check, but it gives Amu something else to do. So let's, okay. let's yeah. get the... Let's uh, veer over and grab the hacking the and, hack. and try to, try to as we're moving forward, grab the hack, but also try to avoid the tripod guys again, if we can. Sure. Would you like to veer off to the right side of the track, which is over more closer to the uh, the colonizer? Yes. Okay. All right, so you guys pick up the red hacking icon, um, and as you do so, the computer panels open, like the, the the terminal that you guys have, opens up a whole new set of menus um, where, uh, with your scanners, you can not just perform like you know diagnostic checks using science checks or engineering or perception or survival, you can also perform computers checks to gain access to the other vehicle's systems. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see. That is Bob. So heck, you be I'm going to try and uh, access the brain of the... Uh, pilot of the um, colonizer. So basically, I'm going to try another command attack. Ooh. All right. So you reach out and you can sense a complex, like the brain you reach is very, very limited. It's very, very small, but like it's it's limited in the way that a computer is limited. It can do sure. things that your brain can't do. It, it performs incredible calculations per second, but it also doesn't seem to have emotions or even a sense of self. And yet it is occupying an individual, you know, physical being. Okay. So what do you um, do? Uh, yes, I will. Um, I'll use halt again to daze it. Um, and basically I will just, uh, think the smallest thought that I can, which is probably just like a little like pinging noise and maybe like a little light. And I will do that a hundred thousand times. I'm going to like denial of service. It. 
Nice. That's that's great. So what's the will save DC for your 16. attack again? Sixteen. All right. Oh no no no! Uh, I roll a two, so they definitely fail, and you have denial of service. The pilot of the colonizer, and uh, they just like short out at at their station of con- of interfacing with their living ship, um, and with that, you guys are basically right at the canyon entry to the rift spires, those towering pillars that I'd mentioned before inside the Adayo Rift, the heart of Akaton, the red planet. Um, you are right behind the Formian uh, colony utility vehicle, the colonizer. The tripod of doom is right behind your, your betrayed multiple times rivals. Uh, the new team rust dragon are bringing up the rear and uh, the uh, hosts are excited as they say, that sure was exciting, wasn't it, folks? All kinds of twists and turns and explosions, crashes, ferocity and mayhem, all for your entertainment. Indeed, this was a spectacle of violent excess. And speaking of excess, we wish to thank our perpetual sponsors, Abadar Black, the credit card for those who don't need money. <laughs> and... uh the you know there's a a rotating swarm of camera bots all around you guys uh as you start to uh race into the next section of your first race on drifters nice well that sounds like a great place to take a break this week holy cow some fast action going on uh in this game gotta love it everybody having fun i hope so Uh, We're going to find out what happens when we enter the canyons next time on Critical Hit. But until then, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are Critical Hits. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.